Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. We are responsible for a lot of people. You shouldn't sound so pleased. Oh, but I am. Well. I am terribly pleased. Yes, terribly. (laughs) I think I'm just happy right this minute that we're not immediately in charge of anyone. Right this moment, we are only in charge of ourselves and the microphone, and I'm pretty pleased with that, so I don't care about all the people right now. Yay, teacher friend babysitting. Yes. Even if it's only for a couple hours. It allows us to talk to the microphone. It's our first not parenting time in a long time. Yeah, I don't know since when. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So we're in charge of our children, of course, or at least we should be. We try to be. That is our job. No matter how much they may dislike it. Which they do. Oh my gosh. And, and then I'm, I'm also in charge of my mother and my aunt. And no matter sometimes how much they try to tell you that you are, but then disregard that aspect of things. Yeah, they're, they're sort of like teenagers who say, leave me alone, get out of my life. Can you drive me to the mall now? Right. They're like that. And then sometimes other things. Of course, I should be in charge of my job. And sometimes I'm in charge of my boss having grandma's keys. And Why does your boss have grandma's keys? My boss is a friend and neighbor to grandma and absconded with grandma's keys. And grandma was looking for them because she had to go get my aunt to drive my aunt to the doctor. So my work wife and I had to ransack my boss's purse while she was in a meeting and find the keys and bring them to grandma. Why is it always you and I responsible for this kind of nonsense? Other people make stupid mistakes and we are always the one fixing them. Well, this is the disadvantage of being the responsible people. Damn it. I guess we could just say, oh, well, grandma can't have her keys, but that doesn't seem fair to grandma. And it's a perfectly good reason to leave the office and bring grandma's keys to her. There you go. We hadn't seen grandma in a long time. And and my work wife drives faster. So yes, that was good. Well, there you go. But yeah, it is a lot of running around. And I have six medical appointments to take various people to this week. And one thing for me, which is not medical, I get a haircut. But it's still one more thing in your schedule. It is. Fortunately, it's at the end of the week and I'll have accomplished the other things by then. Yay. At least I hope so. We hope so. So which one do you want to start with? Oh, gosh. Will we get too carried away if we talk about the fit having? Oh, my God, the fit having. Although they all have fits on occasion. Okay, well, let's start with the smallest fit ever. We've been working on getting number two child's meds managed and his behaviors managed for a while. Uh, People might have noticed that if they've been listening for four years. Yeah, no. (laughs) And we talked about how just before school started, he had thrown such a big fit that he had tried to get me in trouble for his troublemaking. Yes. But you'd think that after the consequences of that, he would learn. Uh, Again, everybody knows that doesn't happen. The child doesn't learn. He's pretty stubborn, determined. And um, no, he doesn't prefer to learn. No. Mm -mm. He continued to be belligerent and attitudinal and power struggly. As adults, we know that that means he's looking for boundaries because he's feeling out of control in his own personage. But we try and give him more boundaries and he fights harder against him. And we try and give him more boundaries and he fights even harder against him. Right. And that's a general picture. But but the story is... I told him to go to his room. Yes. Because he was knocking things over. He was throwing a fit. He was throwing things around the house. What was he mad about, supposedly? 
that I wouldn't let him go to his friends until after he did his homework. Was that the after the police time, but the next time before the last time? Yes. Okay, just checking. Mm-hmm. Just checking which one we're on because they're very similar. They are. <laughs> when it starts with, can I go to my friends? Yes. And so then... Or maybe it was that I told him he needed to do his reading before he could... That one was reading. That one was reading. Yes. He has 20 minutes of reading and he has a reading log, which is completely empty. <laughs> And he said to you, I don't have to do that on the weekend. And you said, it's Monday. And he got mad about that. <laughs> Something like that. Something yeah. really, really hard to follow uh, if you're <laughs> using logic. You know, he, he brings these things home after school and he's supposed to, I think it was a Friday. Yeah, and, that's why. Because he said yeah. he didn't have to do it on the weekend. And I'm like, honey, it's Friday and you haven't done it all week. You're supposed to have done this. And he says, but it's the weekend and I don't have to. And you said, tomorrow's the weekend. And then he proceeded to throw, throw fits. Throw fits. And eventually he got corralled into his room mm-hmm. after probably an hour, hour and a half of fits. And by fits, we mean throwing things, knocking things over. Cussing us out. Cussing us out. You, because I was at work. but Yes, mm-hmm. me. And at that point, when he's in his room, I can finally have a breath, Mm -hmm. have a moment to gather my thoughts, go to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. but I can't leave his door unattended because if he comes out and starts stuff again, that's no good. So I had to lock his door. Yes. And when we moved in, he picked the room that had the door with the lock on the outside. Which tells us other people have problems with their children. Yes. It was like that when we got here. And I have dealt with other parents whose doctors have also said, you may may have to lock the door. With the previous therapy we've done with him, you'd have to stand there and hold the doorknob shut. But what's nice about the lock is you can lock it and go to the bathroom. Yes, you can. Then you can go back and see what's going on. When he is not behaving in a way that is safe for other people or their belongings, when he is knocking things over, like there were some... Oh, all the bottles of water on the... Bottles of water, yeah, which he had knocked over bottles of water before. Right. And then this time he also knocked over some glass, like, vases Oh, or grandma's present. Little lamp, like candle lamp they were holder s- things yeah. yes, that, that are made of glass and they're wrapped in bubble wrap and he yeah. knocked them over. Yeah. And I said, you are not safe to be around other people's things. And his first thought was, of course, egocentric. What do you mean I'm not safe? I'm not going to hurt myself out here. And I said, you're hurting people and breaking things, and that's not safe for other people in their possessions. And he said, then you shouldn't leave your things there. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what that tells me is that you are not taking any responsibility for your choices and that you can't be around other people's things. But I can't get rid of all the things, so I'm just going to make sure that you don't get anywhere near the things. Your door is locked now. And you got to go to the bathroom then. And I got to go to the bathroom, and then he asked to go to the bathroom. So I let him out of his room to go to the bathroom, because I can't keep him in his room if he needs to go to the bathroom. Right. And I said, okay, you can go to the bathroom, but you need to come right back as soon as you're done. And he goes to the bathroom, and then he comes back and he stands in the hallway. And he says, if I go back in my bedroom, are you going to lock the door again? And I said, are you going to be at risk of being violent to other people or their things? And he says, I don't know. And then I said, so probably I will have to lock the door once you get back in your room. And he stood there with me for like 45, 50 minutes. And I have a 40 minute video of this because at this point after the incident with the police. Yeah, you have a a video of him rolling on the floor and kicking things and swearing at you and cussing you out basically, uh. 
for yeah, a while, quite a while. For quite a while, but basically making sure that there's no there's there's evidence if he tries to make another false accusation. <laughs> because you weren't downstairs where the front door camera was. Correct. So. That was some fit throwing. That was. Yeah. And trying to remember what else we did with him when I came home. He might have been in bed by then and or he he does this thing sometimes when he's calming down, but not quite calm yet. He goes under his bed. Although we figured out why he was going under his bed. Yes. He had stashed a phone and it was plugged in under there. Oh my goodness. Sneaky little SOB. Yeah. Now that's normal. That is normal. And this is one of those things like we used to talk about with number one where, okay, that's trouble, but that's age-appropriate, developmentally acceptable trouble. Yes. I found that when I pick up his mattress to change the sheet after it needs cleaning because Because his pull-up got full of pee. and 10-year-old who still has trouble with toileting. Yes. Anyway. So I picked up the mattress. I know why I moved the mattress. He had a friend that was going to stay over. So I pulled the mattress out that was underneath his because he has two mattresses there instead of a box spring. And that is for when kids have sleepovers, we can pull one out from underneath. And then I saw the phone there. So I confiscated it in the cord. And Yeah. Now I know where my cord was. And that night was horrible. And I think... Well, by the time I got home, you've been dealing with his... uh, I'm trying not to swear because it might just keep going. So you had been dealing with this for quite a while, like a couple hours. Yes. But by the end of the weekend, he had fulfilled your expectations of behavior well enough that he was able to have a sleepover later in the week. And that's when you found the phone. Yes. Probably the next Friday. Probably the next Friday. And then we said, this is never happening again. He is never having another sleepover because that... It was terrible. It was like... When she has her sleepovers and they stopped talking all night, only they just wouldn't stop. And he was slap happy and his friend wanted to go to sleep by then. And he just kept laughing and laughing and laughing like a maniac. Our child came out and said, I think my friend might want to go home. And I said, maybe you should stop bothering him and be quiet like he asked you. And then... They they it made more attempts at settling down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was two bad Fridays. Usually it's good when there's another kid and then he has somebody else to bother, but it wasn't. Is, is this going to be like that three or four month stretch where everybody was dying on Fridays? Oh, yeah, it was Fridays, huh? It was all Fridays. I totally forgot, but, you know, I forgot all kinds of things. Our, well, our, our sanity dies a little more every Friday. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been bad. It has been bad. Um, this Friday... Last Friday, though. Last Friday. Last Friday. We're still just, you know. If I get too much into detail about last Friday, I like give myself PTSD about what (laughs) happened to my wife and my daughter. The teenager was mostly hiding in his room, but I did see in the video that he came out of his room. But last Friday. Last Friday. Did you get around to showing him the video of the last Friday that you had intended to show him? No, I, I mentioned it to him this morning and he was shocked and appalled and said, no. And so he has an idea of what he looked like. But I did talk to him about what he did and would he want any other kids to do that to his other mommy because he's pretty protective of her. And does he think that his sister wanted him to do that to his second mom? And he had the reaction I thought he would of, hell no, I wouldn't want anybody to do that to my mother. And oh my God, I did that to my mother and somebody else's mother. And it didn't bother me at the time, but it probably bothered my sister. And then he launched into um, his sister. Rationalization. His sister told people. And I said, well, it wasn't a secret, but we should say what it was. We should. (laughs) Yeah. 
So you were so I once was... again, he comes home from school and immediately wants to go play with his friends. And I say, show me your homework first or show me your Friday folder or show me, you know, some evidence of work having been done this week. And he, he gave you a lot and he, he gave you work. He gave you his sheet and he had, he's in his eyes, he had earned it, but that wasn't the thing. The thing was, I had already said he wasn't going anywhere that day. Because he had been really naughty the night before when I tried to take him out for some groceries. Yes. He had been quite terrible. He was going to throw himself out of the car. He threatened to throw himself out of the car. I had already said he wasn't going anywhere, but he had this idea he had earned it because he did so good at school. He has this belief somehow that like, he sets up in his head, this is how I can earn the thing I want, but he doesn't actually check that deal-making, bargaining thing with any adults who could be in charge of actually offering that. Yep. And so he believed somehow that he deserved to go out. But the night before on Thursday, once again, we're telling a story in reverse. Yes. We had he and I, just he and I, because you were at work and the other two were at their dad's house. We had gone out to a couple of grocery stores in town, mm-hmm. the the specialty stores, and gotten some things for your gluten-free foods. And once we were done at that one, we were going to go to another smaller grocery store that has some things that we like. But by that point... He, he had decided when you guys were in that store getting my bread that he wanted some snack he saw and you weren't going to get it for him. Because so he had he, just, he ate before you left the house. He did. And he could eat again when you got home. But the fact that, that he wanted enough. the thing and that I was a horrible mother letting him go hungry. What kind of mom lets their kid go hungry? That's, that's like when he said to me, what kind of dad are you? He said that to you the next morning. Was it the next morning or was it a different time somewhere in the meanwhile? He said it at some point. Yeah. Oh, it was before that because you said to me, oh, he said that thing to me like he said to you. He had been missing, not where he was supposed to be. And I'd gone to find him and taken him back. And he... What kind of dad are you that won't let me go play with my friends? And I said, a dad who wants you to be where you said you would be and wants to know where you are. And so then he comes at me with a couple days later that night when we're out grocery shopping, he says, what kind of mom are you that you won't feed your kid when they're hungry? And I'm like, you can eat when we get home. It's been less than an hour that we've been out and it'll be less than another hour till we get home. And he says, that's two hours. Like it's some huge, horrible thing that he hasn't eaten and won't eat for two whole hours. Oh my, you're so mean. I might as well just throw myself out of the car. I don't want to live if I can't eat. So that's why he wasn't going anywhere on Friday. Oh, look. Your dog is worried about you because you sounded distressed. (laughs) It's okay. Why you got to be my dog, Bob? She's not distressed and it's not my fault. It isn't. He's looking at me like, what'd you do? (laughs) Um, So so you told him, no, you're not going to your friends. And he's mad at you because he wants to go because he thinks he earned it from school. But at school, he earns school privileges. And at home, he earns home privileges. And he hasn't been nice to anybody. And he hasn't been nice to anybody. He had had that day Friday with his, or the whole weekend. It's just been all of this All of this. And he had been rude at the store the night before. And he was being rude about all sorts of other things and having all sorts of other fits. And it's not just being rude. It's taking it to the point where I should throw myself out of the car or have a fit and destroy the house and terrorize everybody. Yeah, he's he's been getting to this point where like he'll he'll threaten to throw himself out of the car or threaten to do something that'll get himself put in jail or he says he wants to go to jail or you know in some other way up the ante in the hopes that we will take pity on him and my solution is put the child lock on the door yeah 
you know. I did put the child lock on the door. So that that's my solution to that kind of stuff. But yep. Not, so, not his solution. No. And so on Friday, he comes home and he says, can I go see my friends? And I said, no, because you haven't been behaving appropriately at home. So you're going to practice behaving appropriately at home before you can do anything else. And he, he said he wasn't going to do that. Yep. Because you, you took a video of the fit. You were taking I, a video. I was taking a video of the fit because at first he starts like his face crumples up like he's about to cry about it. And this is a good thing. Not that we're making our kid cry, but that he can experience sad instead of going straight to angry. It's something that he was mm-hmm. not previously able to do a year or so ago. Right. But he goes right past sad and starts throwing himself on the floor, rolling around on the floor. I take a quick video of it to send to you because it's quicker than typing out a text message. Hey, the kid is having a meltdown. Just showing you what you're missing in case you're doing something that's not terribly important. <laughs> right. But I sent a text saying my phone was about to die. You said, so is your son. Because And I was like, oh, that's... At He's, that point, yeah, I was done. I couldn't see it, and I didn't know. By the time I got a five-second video sent to you in a text message, and then I turned on the video again because he was in the kitchen where there is no camera, and I want to make sure that if he breaks himself, breaks something or hurts himself, he might break himself. He might. <laughs> that I've got evidence of how it happened mm-hmm. because this is a child who makes false reports. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm videoing him, and he realizes that I'm videoing him. And so he just ups the ante even more. Like, most people, when they realize that their antics are being videoed, they will realize that they don't want anyone to see or hear what they are doing right now, and they will stop. Yeah. This goes back to the kid doesn't learn thing. Yeah, and he was getting madder at you, and I'm not sure if that's because he knows you're not going to put your hands on him, and he knows if I come in, I will smack his ass. You can, because you're his legal guardian. Yes, and as a step-parent, it's more problematic for you if, you know, the police, if he calls, goes and fetches a police officer like last time. Mm-hmm. And also, you're just not like that. I mean, I get very angry, and I have the look on my face, and he better start running up to his room. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, he's going to feel my hand reaching his ass and he doesn't like it. It doesn't hurt him. No. He just doesn't like it. But this is going on. I don't know it. So So I'm following him around the house at this point. He gets up and he starts yelling at me and swearing at me and starts throwing things at me. Mm -hmm. And then he starts throwing boxes and other objects at me. And at that point, well, you're hitting me with things. So that's assault. And so I tried to text you to say, call the police, Mm -hmm. but it didn't work because my watch was not cooperating. Right. But he heard you say that. And that's when he said he wanted to go to jail. Yes. I did eventually see the video. And in the video, he's laying by the back door wailing and throwing a fit. Nothing's knocked down yet. Then he jumps up and comes running at you, starts kicking, starts throwing things. Um, Then I see, you know, I put in on fast forward, but I saw, you know, our daughter trying to stay out of the way. And Mm -hmm. that that made me very uncomfortable that she had to deal with that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't comfortable, of course, with him running at you and attacking you. And this went on for a while, but I didn't see the whole thing till way after because I came home. He was in the chair. You saw the video on. I said, you could turn it off because I would manage him at this point. And he's sitting in the chair. And you had said to him many times that he could go to his room, which is what the therapist had told us to do. This was the therapy, the play therapy that we had done or the play-based therapy that we had done from the time he was like three. Well, he's sitting in the chair and I say to him, you will go to your room and I will talk to you in a little while. And he got up and he went to his room. And I had not seen my house yet. 
it. You had not seen your house yet. You had come in through the garage and you had seen that there were some boxes that he had thrown at me that were out of their places. But I came right into the living room to see what was happening. Mm-hmm. Sent him to his room. He did go. And then I looked around and said, holy shit. And I went right up the stairs and locked him in there. Yeah. And then I came down, went through the other side of the house, and I was furious. You were. I was furious. At and this point, like- He's up here yelling that he wants food. And, and isn't he going to get any dinner? And, and I'm furious. At this point- to, to clarify what you are seeing, there were an entire bowl, like a large fruit bowl of tomatoes that had come from our garden and from a friend's garden in the kitchen. And he had taken about half of them and squished them in his hand and thrown them all over the kitchen before I had oh, a chance. they're not just in the kitchen. They were all over the carpets. They were on the there carpets. There were bananas. There were broken things. Everything was knocked down. Everything. Chairs were, dinner table chairs were all on their sides. He didn't break any windows or cabinets. Let's put it that way. I had everything else him that anything that he broke, he would be paying for. I guess he didn't think that you meant tomatoes. In any case, I see my kitchen, which is full of water because he's poured water all over the floor as well. He did. He got every water bottle he could get his hands on, which we're a water drinking family. We have water bottles. We have a lot of them. And he got every one he could get his hands on and he emptied it like throwing it at me. Like you're trying to splash someone with a cup of water. Like you're holding it and you tip it forward and you make the trajectory that it's going to splash on them. Mm -hmm. And he did this with every bottle of water he could get his hands on. And then he got a cup off the counter and filled it from the riff. Right, because all those bottles and cups are usually sitting near the counter by the back door so they can go on plants outside if people are not going to finish drinking them. And he had run water from the refrigerator by just pushing the lever on the refrigerator. And getting it all over the floor. When I saw the kitchen and saw tomatoes everywhere and everything and everywhere. bananas smushed into the And carpet. he's up there yelling about dinner. I said to you, I'm going to go upstairs and tell him he's not getting food until I finish cleaning. However, I'm going to keep the door closed. And I'm telling you that so that it keeps the door closed because I want to throttle him. Yes. <laughs> and so I came up the stairs and talked to him through the door and came down and you were kind enough to, uh, we got a bunch of old towels and soaked up all the water. And then you were kind enough to mop the floor. And then you and number three child went to the store to do some errands. We did. And that was good for you guys. And I said, I am going to clean and he will not get food until I'm done cleaning. And you said, take your time. And I said, oh, I will. And you cleaned up his mess and you cleaned up every place that there could have possibly been any remnant of his mess. And some of those places, I actually did find things where I did not expect them. Pieces of tomato and pieces of banana and other things that he had thrown. I had two bunches of bananas that he smushed all over the place. He did. So anyhow... <laughs> What I, I alternately use the vacuum and the carpet cleaner and then stopped and picked things up. And when I'd stop and pick things up, he'd start yelling. And I told him, when you start yelling, I have to stop what I'm doing and answer you. And you're making it take longer. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. So after that, I, I would just you, either you leave. one of them on so that he would hear the sound of it as an auditory clue to him that you were still cleaning. Yes. And so that I wouldn't have to hear him either way. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it was two and a half hours of cleaning. Yeah, it was. And um, I figured he deserved to be good and hungry because here's the other thing that was pissing me off. On top of it is these kids never want any effing food when we want to give it to them. tell them to eat, they're not hungry. But he's going to sit up here and yell that he's not getting any dinner and he's hungry. And I'm like, since when are you hungry? Only when you're locked in your room and you can't have anything because you don't deserve it. 
I did eventually get done cleaning. So I was smart enough and calm enough at that point to give him his meds first with some water and then tell him he was not going to want the sandwich. However, he was going to eat it or he would have nothing. And I didn't want to hear anything about it. Or I would just take it back and he could be hungry. And he picks up the sandwich that you handed to him or that you had set down for him to take. When he's in his room like that, I won't hand it to him. I will set it on a surface and say, you can come get your sandwich when the door is closed. But I don't know. Did you hand it to him? Um, I did have to hand him his meds so he was standing there. Okay. So I gave him the sandwich because I knew he was just going to take it and sit down. He's not going to throw it at me. Because he knows he won't see any sandwiches for a while. No, that is true. So, um, yeah. Because I'll be too mad to open the door. He, and he's not going to starve. No, he's not. But anyhow. And he opens up his sandwich and he takes it out and he looks at it and says, peanut butter? He says, no, jelly? No. And I said, absolutely not. And I don't want to hear a thing about it. And I saw him register that, close the sandwich, and shut up. And I thought, good, because otherwise you don't you don't need to have it. Entitled little shit always will pester about jelly. Like, he's getting a peanut butter sandwich that's better than he deserves. You know? I wanted to make him bologna on stale bread or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I didn't have any bologna in. Anyhow, he stayed in his room and he stayed locked in his room where nobody was going to feel safe going to bed that night. Right. He was still ranting about things in between getting a sandwich and so forth. After he ate, he said, he asked if he'd come out to the bathroom, and I thought, since when do you go to the bathroom when you need to? This is one of these what? things, you know, this is why you had to change the kid's bedding. Yes. No. So I said, yes, if you're going to go directly back in your room, because if you're not, you could just stay in there, because you pee yourself all the time. So if you want to come out to the bathroom, you have to agree first that you're going to go right back in. He says, I will go right back in. I went him out, he went to the bathroom, he went back in. He almost didn't close the door when he went to the bathroom. No, he that. didn't flush, he didn't do anything, but I just put him right back in his room. Of course, you know, usually they the routine is shower and so forth, but that wasn't going to be a No, possibility. not that night. He needed to just stay in there. In the morning, he starts yelling again. He wanted food. The, uh, Since when do you want any breakfast? Right. And Because the, you're locked in your room. You know, I've tried so many times, and you've heard me do this so many times, that when he is starting to ramp up, I'll ask, what do you want right now? And how do you think you can actually get it? And is yelling ever going to get you what you want? No. And then he yells at you. So I just said, don't yell because I will not get you anything. If you're yelling, you will wait patiently. And when I go to get food, you will get some food. If you yell, it's going to take longer. And so with the exception of bathroom breaks, he stayed in his room for the remainder of that day. We did towards the end of the day. Oh, say we yes. would let him out for chores. If he managed the chores well, he would get to come out of his room for not chores the next day. And he said, okay. And he was calmer by then. I think he finally hit the level of boundaries that he had been looking for. Well, and here's the other thing, because since I didn't realize he was terrorizing you, I said, I'm going to stop for his meds because he had new meds waiting at the pharmacy. Right. So we got the meds and he had meds oh, Friday night. that's the other thing. Saturday morning. He had gone to the psych the day before, and he always has a fit the day after the psych. Yeah, because when we go to talk about his meds, we have to talk about behaviors. And he's very put together while we're there. But last time he had that major meltdown, getting the police and everything. Was the day after he had been to the yeah, psych. Yeah, so... And so this time, the major meltdown, throwing tomatoes and throwing solid objects at his mother was the day after some the were, psych Some again. were not solid. Some were not solid. Some were liquid. He, um, he has these major meltdowns the day after the psych. And yeah. So, yes. so I'm going to talk to her about that. I did leave a message there this week. I did not get a call back. Uh-huh. 
that I was calling about looking at additional services, which he had talked about before. But in any case, he came out of his room for not chores the next day, and he was being well-behaved, and, and I let him out of there too long because he was behaving. I wasn't thinking about when do I need to put him back in his room. How, so how, the, how much freedom can we give this child before he will react against the lack of structure? Right. It was after his shower, he had, he had this idea he was going back outside. Since when? Why do you go out? No, you don't go outside never, after your shower. I always say no. He, he thought he was going to do something else, and he starts yelling at me, and I say, to your room. And he goes. Good. Because he knows. Right. This is, this is, you better do the thing right now. And he has the understanding of if he doesn't go to his room, then his things could be removed from his room. And this has happened before. But that's why he won't respond quite as quickly when it's just me, because I can't go take things from his room if I am trying to monitor his behavior as well. Right. So you can't actually corral him or contain him. And at that point, he's not getting the boundaries. And so you have to do the video. And you can't get a teenager to do it. He can't pay attention to what he's doing. No. And it's not fair to make his sister do that. So you just, you have to... I have to keep the video. And at, at at the point where I'm holding the video in one hand and he has his cup at the refrigerator water fountain water spout and he's got it running over the cup and onto the floor and I have to pull his hand away. He's looking at you while he's doing it. And he's looking directly at me like yeah try and stop me so I walk over there with the phone in one hand and I put my other hand out to try and stop him and he tries to pull away from me and splashes himself with water and then he looks directly at the camera and says you punched me. Camera says no. No. But see, this 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 is is, a good example of why you have the camera on. Yeah, because I cannot control him in that moment in a safe way that will not have other potential repercussions. Right. But he knows that if you're here and I'm here, then one of us can manage the consequences while the other one manages him. Yes. This week, he's been on the new meds since that Friday. So he's been on the new meds a week now. Uh Uh-huh. And we're hoping that the meds continue to work because often we found that meds work to a point and then he gets past that point and things get worse in a different way, but they get worse again. So, so far, so good. I mean, he came home on Wednesday and said to you, you will be so surprised what I'm about to say. He had gotten, you know, he has a behavior chart at school and he was getting all of his points for those three days. And And he he tells me on Monday, I got all 20 points. And then it was Tuesday and I only need to get 15 points. But guess what? I got 20 points on that day too. And then today is Wednesday. I mean, um, yeah. So on Wednesday, guess what? I got 20 points again. He and I'm looking very happy at him with like, himself. that's awesome. And Can he's you get talking. 20 points at home too? Yeah, but he's he's talking. He is. And he's happy about it. Yeah. Yeah, he's pleased with this. He's pleased with himself. And this is a thing that we've seen with some of his other meds, that they will tamp down the behaviors, but all they'll also tamp down his ability to experience any strong emotion, including joy. Yeah, we don't want that to be. <laughs> no. No, that's bad when that happens. So. Well, he did something similar with me yesterday when I had errands to run and the other people to take care of, which we'll talk about next time because we're out of time. But The other people. Just to finish the number two child, I had sent him to his room because he had 
dog yelled at me or fussed, you know, started to have a fit. And he had been doing stuff with us. So I said, I have to go across town for this errand. You can go with me on these errands and back to Granny's house, or you can stay in your room. So we went to run the errand at the faraway battery store. And then we went to the tool store on the way back because it's on the way back and I had a coupon for a tool and I wanted to get something. And so we get in there and he says to me in the tool store, he says, I am so glad I went with you. Oh, he's never said that. Oh, great. He's never said that. Never. No, no. You can tell he was very pleased. He's never like, I remember being a kid and having these moments of like gratitude that my parents were doing the right thing because I mean, admittedly, it wasn't always what they did, but I had the same experience, but yes, go ahead. (laughs) Feeling the desire to express appreciation for my parents. And he's never done that. And number one has, even his autistic little self has expressed appreciation for other human beings. Yes. Including his mother. Including his mother. And number three has, but number two never had. And so that is totally amazing. Yeah. He was really happy. That he could express appreciation of you and of time spent with you. Yes. And the things we were doing, he could actually be engaged with the things we were doing. He wasn't spastic. He wasn't grabbing everything. He was asking questions that made sense. Made sense for a four-year-old, but still made sense. Yes. And I was amazed. That's I was amazed. So I'm so great. I'm so hoping that we don't, I mean, because we're only a week into the meds and usually at about two weeks, we yeah, find this out. this is the thing that happens. Like, they're... Our kid is the one kid in 99 million for whom a lot of meds have no effective dose. You know, like there is a window where too little is not enough and too much is unhelpful in a different direction. Our kid has no middle window for a lot of meds. Right, because it's it's a tricky thing. And I've often wished, and I did talk to the doctor about this, mm-hmm. that they could do the fecal implant yes. like they do for a C. diff, because I really think this is a gut he, bacteria he does problem. Have gut- Gut brain connection problems. Yes, yes, he does, and it would be so great. But it's not covered by insurance. They won't do it for kids, and, and eventually they, they will. Won't do it, except in cases of C diff. They won't do it for any of these other side effects of gut bacteria imbalances that have only begun to be researched. Well, I'm hoping that by the time he's an adult, it's an option for him. Because I do think it would be helpful. Yeah, I'm hoping it is too, because, you know, this is what they were talking about. You remember on Bill Nye Saves the World, they were talking about how the alternative medicines, if they actually work, they just become medicines. Yeah. Yeah, they've started that process with fecal implants and fecal transplants. That's the word. Yeah. Not implants. No. (laughs) You said implants. I know. I know. (laughs) I I often get those things wrong. Yes. And so they're starting, you know, and also with the research between the gut microbiome and the way that it affects brain functioning. With mental health. With mental health and and with... I don't know about everybody else, but I'd call this a mental health problem. Yes, I would too. It's affecting my mental health. (laughs) Uh, Right? So here's hoping. Oh, we're so hopeful. We're, we're hoping, hoping. I, I, I'm, I'm too tired to hope anymore. I'm just... I'd rather hope than think about the other people I probably have to take care of later, so... That's fair. That's, that's I'm going to go get lost in Horizon Zero Dawn and not think about it. For the first time in over six weeks, maybe. Oh my gosh, yes. So I think that's it. Yay! We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. 
Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. And I think we discussed the the police situation on the microphone, didn't we? You're asking me. We're in trouble, folks. (laughs) Let me check real quick. I want to be sure. Opening podcast app, going to our show. How sad is this that I have to look up our show on the... (laughs) Like I said, podcast app to all see you know right now about. is math. It's kind of true. And the rest of us are lucky that you go to the store for us and you often make food as well. Because <sighs> otherwise these kids would be hungry. They would be. They would be eating a lot of, okay. I, I don't know, things that they complain about, which is anything. Anyway. Yeah, well. But anyhow. And I'm grabbing his hand off of the microwave with the other. And it, the first time I had to grab his hand away from the microwave, he had a cup in it. And he splashes yeah. himself with water and complaining, why did you splash You're calling me? it a microwave, but it's no, not. No, not the microwave. Thank you. The refrigerator. Yeah. As I'm grabbing his hand away from the microwave, you know, this is as much corralling as I can get. I have one hand Again, free. you're still a microwave. Oh, my God. I, you can call it a microwave if you want. And people will be like, they have water in their microwave. And he poured no. it on the floor. Ha, 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 ha.